Hello and welcome to the She Read Truth Podcast, where we open our Bibles and we talk about the beauty, goodness, truth we find there. I'm your guest host, Jeremy Mitchell, and I'm also the creative director of She Reads Truth. And so this episode, we're going to do something just a little different. This past week, we celebrated our eighth birthday. And in celebration, we want to take you all the way back to the very beginnings of She Reads Truth by talking to our co-founders, Rachel and Amanda. So whether you've been with us since day one or this is the first time joining us, we hope this conversation helps set the stage for why we do what we do. And we're so glad you're here. Let's get to it. So I've wanted to have this conversation with you, Rachel and Amanda, for a long time. Even though I work here, there's so many things that that I don't know about the company and how it all started. I think I started paying attention to She Reads Truth around 2015 when the HRT app came out and my wife, you know, bought products from She Reads Truth. And and to be honest, I've always wanted to work here. Hey, Hey, that worked out. Here we are. Dream job. So the official birthday... Uh, listed on the timeline is June 1st, 2012. And there's a tweet that went out. Yeah. The tweet heard around the world. <laughs> yes. Tell me about the tweet. Yeah. That tweet was an invitation and it was the first usage of the Shiri's Truth hashtag. Probably like if you rewound about two weeks from that big one tweet, there was a Twitter conversation. And I... I had a two-year-old and a five-year-old at the time, and they were down for a nap. I was a blogger, so I was also active on Twitter, and I had just hopped on Twitter that afternoon, probably two weeks before June 1st, and there was a conversation going on among a couple of people that I had newly followed, didn't know, hadn't met, and they were talking about wanting to be in the Bible more. So I I don't know, I just am not a shy person, so I just jumped into that conversation. I was like, oh, yeah, same. I wish that what I believed about the Bible was reflected in the way that I lived. If I believe that reading God's Word daily will change your life, then why am I not doing it? If I believe that Scripture is my authority, then why am I not going to it? If I believe that I can find comfort in Scripture, then why am I not going there for comfort? And so, you know, that was this little conversation that I had with people that I didn't know, just kind of knew of, friends of friends, yeah, and, and what Rachel and those other gals didn't know, and I mean, but soon found out, was that there were so many of us eavesdropping on that conversation. It was just a really public conversation. Because you know how Twitter works. If you two people you follow are talking to one another, you see the conversation. Yeah. And so there were so many of us, and I included, I remember this conversation, and I, we were all thinking. And Amanda also too. had two-year-olds and a five-year-old, and they were yeah. down for a okay. nap, and she was on Twitter that afternoon. I mean, we we needed we connection. Needed, we needed a little human connection. <laughs> but that's also part of the story of She Reads it Truth. It really is. Is that there was something that was so daunting about opening our Bibles alone while our kids were down for a nap mm-hmm. and we were you know, stay-at-home moms and in our... Should we reveal our ages? I was, I was 29. <laughs> so I was in my early 30s. Yeah, yeah. And there's something so daunting about it, but you grab a friend. Yeah. And then you think, okay. And that was actually part of kind of the tagline at the time was like, we're doing this together. This time we're doing it together. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that was just so hard about reading the Bible for me at that time was that when I finally did get the kids down for a nap and I did have a moment, I didn't know where to open. I didn't know where to start. I needed a direction. It's a big book. And so this conversation that had taken place on Twitter led to that. Well, what should we read? Mm-hmm. And we picked out a, I think the plan was called Soul Detox. That's it was on exactly the, what it was called. On the YouVersion app. And we were like, well, let's just read this reading plan. Let's just do that. And so 
we kind of like huddled and introduced ourselves by email and then just kind of said, well, why don't we, so many people are going, I want to read with you. And what's a way that we can keep a conversation visible to people on Twitter. And uh, my friend Keisha introduced me to the concept of hashtags that I didn't know what <laughs> hashtags hash- were so useful. It was, and it was new though. They weren't commentary so much as an actual like tag defined, tag right. defined people and topics. And so she just tossed out, what if we just call it, I don't know, she reads truth, threw yeah. it out there. Thank you, Keisha. And she reads truth it was, was perfect. perfect. And so we, we were like, oh, well, June 1st is a good day. I was, I think at Disney World with my family, we'd surprise the kids and take them to Disney. And so She Reads Truth started where I, I was not even at home, which is almost everything significant that happens to She Reads Truth. I'm gone. Every really big milestone. She Reads Truth Bible is launched, out of state, out of country. Launched, everything, I'm just gone. But yeah. What's cool about that is it's basically like the reason why you started it is still the reason why it's still around. Yes. yes. because <laughs> That yeah. was enthusiastic because it's true. It we, is 100% true. You want the accountability and you need the direction. You need to know what to do. And that's the beauty of She Reads Truth. We're women in the word of God every day. So if you wake up today and you're like, I wish that I was a person who read the Bible. I wish that I could read my Bible. You can just go to She Reads Truth because we're reading something today. Right. And that accountability is packaged in community. Yeah. The She Reads Truth community has been so beautiful and grace-filled from... Day one. June 1st, 2012. I mean, honestly, it has. And it has been a place where you can have grown up in whatever tradition. You can be new to the Bible. You can be a veteran Bible reader. You can really, you know, just I believe that the Bible is the true word of God. Or you can be, I'm curious about the Bible. And you could be 60 or 16. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. And in this community comes together and we all, the thing we agree is that we want to know God and we believe that his word is a way that we do that. And we want our lives to reflect what we Mm -hmm. believe. And the other thing, Jeremy, is that we, I think the other like hang up that we had when it came to Bible reading was that it's intimidating. It's Mm -hmm. intimidating to read scripture. And so when we kind of just said, no, like that can't be true. Like God's word is for me and it's for right now. And I'm going to read it. It's meant to be read. When we just kind of said, I don't need a degree to be able to read it. I don't need even to have, I don't even need a commentary next to me to read it. I can open God's word and I can meet with the Lord. If we believe that's true, then let's, and thus began the grand experiment of what happens when you open your Bible every day and you just open it and you read it and you do it again the next day. And it turns out that like, God's word is meant to be read by everyone, not right. just people who know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true. It's true. It's true. It, it really is because we are not scholars. I mean, we've got, you know, eight years of daily Bible reading under our belts at this point, but with some grace days thrown in. Yes. We all need our grace days and not just on Saturdays. Sometimes yeah. we have to have additionals. But yeah, we are women who want to read God's word. And I think that has been one of the one of the things that I believe that the Lord did intentionally. <laughs> you yeah. know, this is we joke sometimes that, you know, 
the humans in the picture didn't know what was happening. Like yeah. oh, we yeah. didn't have this grand plan of like, here's a thing we should start. Or right. even the big idea. Like there was no big idea. When people ask, you know, I think when people think about She Reads Truth, they expect it to be like four best friends in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And they're going like, this is what we're going to do for the kingdom. Like this is what we're doing. And it just was, I need to read the Bible. I really want to read the Bible. And if you want to read with me, you're so invited, but I'm, this is what I'm doing. Come on. Yeah. Amanda, when, you first saw this unfold on Twitter. A second ago, Rachel said that she was a blogger. What were you doing at the time? I was home. I had been a working mom until my twin boys were born. And then I stayed home with them. So I'd gone from being a working mom of one to a stay-at-home mom of three, kind of overnight. And so I was in year two of that. And had gone through, my father actually passed away this same month actually a couple weeks after that tweet. Yeah. My dad passed away, so we were really in the thick of it with that. And there was just a lot of stuff going on with me personally. And I needed the word. I grew up, I was a believer from the time I was a kid. But the thing that really resonated with me and still resonates with me with She Reads Truth is that I think so many of our women are women who have grown up in the church in some fashion. And um, not all of them, Mm -hmm. but a lot of them did. And somehow, I don't know that we're overtly taught always this, but we somehow come to believe that we are to read the Bible in the presence of a teacher, which is true, but that's not exclusively the way that we are to read the Bible. And so I remember feeling not just that I wasn't qualified to read God's Word, which I love to study things anyway, and so I can disqualify myself pretty quickly when it comes to almost anything, but when it came to God's Word, I just felt like not only did I not know how, but that I wasn't really supposed to read Hmm. on my own, that it was somehow like a violation of God's word itself, which I understand, Hmm. like I can hear it now, yeah, but I didn't really know that that's the way I felt until I saw these women who dared say, we're going to start opening God's word every day, not even as part of like a structured Bible study attached to a local church, which Rachel and I are huge proponents of the local church. We love the church. We do not ever want to take the place of the local church, but um, involved in our own churches. Yes. Yes. But as Mm -hmm. part of the body of Christ as a whole, I don't think that any of our pastors would say, only read the Bible on Sundays when you're in, you know, sitting in church. In the sanctuary. Right. But somehow I believe that. It's like, well, like on Sundays and also if, if you're at a Bible study. But other than that, or if you're doing Bible study homework. Yeah, if you're cramming for Bible study this right? tonight like if you're in filling my case. Out, yeah. yeah, if you're <laughs> filling out your workbook yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I so, actually do have Bible study tonight and I am a little bit behind. Uh, so. <laughs> well, we can relate, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> we can all relate. So So that was what I was doing. And that's why I resonated is I just needed the word. It's exactly that. I didn't know where to start or if I should, if I could. Yeah. And so in in 20, fast forwarding to 2014, at the beginning of the year, you officially joined Rachel? Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much official. (laughs) Yeah. Like what was the, what was the joining process of doing what she was doing? Like what were you, how did you, how did you contribute? Rachel and the group of women who, had that conversation and invited so many of us in. They, we never set out to do this. Mm-hmm. They were living lives. Yeah. yeah. And they had so many things. I mean, our dear friend, Jess Connolly was one of those women. And Jess, 
in true Jess fashion, was doing like 15 things. Wow. <laughs> Not really, but she was doing a lot. I mean, she had a growing family. They were planting a church. She had other online businesses. There was just a lot going on. Yeah. And She Reads Truth kind of took on a life of its own that no one planned. Yeah. Yeah. Were you surprised at how many people were involved as far as like the community? Immediately. It, it trended on day one. Wow. It, like the actual... It really ha- did. Yes. No I, way. I, I learned about hashtags and trending all at once. <laughs> so what, is, what does that equate to number-wise? 100,000? I wish I could tell 10, you. I wish I could have. Yeah, I'll go back and ask eight years ago, Rachel, if she could check <laughs> what, how it did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. It trended. That's amazing. Yeah. And so they all... These women who... Which, go back to that. Like, that was the thing that was a pain point for me on that day of, I want more of Jesus in his word. I was not alone. Like the fact that like a trending hashtag amount of women were in, they were in. Mm -hmm. And you think about Twitter as a whole, it's, it's a very worldly place to be. And for that to rise to the top, that's pretty incredible. I'm just working here and knowing like how fast everything happened. Like I'm amazed at the Kickstarter story. Yes. Um, of like how the app was built. We um, are too. <laughs> what? So I, I this is the classic story of She Reads Truth. We just have no idea what God is doing. <laughs> yeah. So what led to the app, even just like, why did you think that we needed an app? I studied housing and environmental design as a college student. And so I like to think of it in those terms. And what we were doing for the first two years of She Reads Truth, we were renting an apartment. And it was set up, however, it was a furnished apartment. So we were, and I'll explain what that means. Uversion was so kind to us right when we were brand new. And they reached out almost immediately because of the numbers, of course. Like they called and they said, you know, like this is the age group of women that we've been trying to reach for years. How are you doing this? And we were like, we thought you were calling to give us good advice. (laughs) Like We don't know. They were wanting advice. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But they were really gracious. And so they hosted our, we started kind of going like, well, we don't know what else to do. Let's create our own reading plans. And Mm -hmm. we just kind of stepped into that. And so they hosted those for us. And this was back in 2012 where, you know, there weren't as many reading plans on Uversion. But there were things about the way that their app was set up that weren't even philosophically the way we wanted to do things. For example, there was no way to not begin with the devotional and then follow it up with scripture. And philosophically felt really important to us that we start by reading scripture and then we respond to that instead of it almost felt like you would, you know, create a thesis and and have a thing that you said and then look for some scripture to support it. And that's not what we were setting out to do. And that's not necessarily what you version was doing, but that's, it just didn't work philosophically for us. And so we wanted to build our own house and we wanted to lay out the rooms the way we wanted to and get our furniture just the right way and make it beautiful because it mattered from the beginning that it be beautiful. And so we kind of early 2014 looked at each other. It was just the two of us at that point, Amanda and I, and we were just like, we need an app. It's going to cost $30,000. Which now we know is a bargain. Is like a you do that bargain. now. Yeah. Right. App does not, app maintenance costs $30,000. Sure. But at the time we needed a lot of money and there was no revenue model for She Reads Truth. We weren't, we were just, it was an expense on our family's budgets. One of the things that our families spent money on every month was keeping She Reads Truth going. Okay. And so the idea of like a big, big chunk of money. We didn't know how to do that. But again, just like Twitter, for such a time as this, Kickstarter was new and the community was so eager and active and loyal. 
And so we just thought we could try kickstarting. Okay. <laughs> and so we did. So you threw up a Kickstarter page and those yeah. those are like 30 day campaigns, right? Yeah. Like, so, so, it, yeah. so did it take like the whole 30 days or my like husband, how long did it take? My you? husband, Ryan was the one that like <laughs> made a video for us. Yeah. We used Ellie Holcomb's song and he kind of like laid it all out for us. And I was about to say that Ryan Myers was the, the real MVP of the Kickstarter. Of the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. He did so many things. Working a full-time job. Then in the evenings he was, she reads truth's graphic designer. Yeah. Wow. And he yeah. even like did mock-ups of the app so that we could kind of show, this is what we think it would look like okay. if we were to build an app, this is how we would do it. And we tried to come up with rewards. You know, it felt funny to say, like, what what kind of rewards are we going to give people? We don't have anything really to offer. But, to offer. Like, but we could, you know, we could make a T-shirt and yeah. with the spot. Yeah. Some of our, like, current now she's who are listening, like, have that mug still. That oh, we, man, the original. It says yeah. she reads truth on one side and she builds apps on the other. Oh, man, that's cool. And it's, yeah, I have it in my, it's, I think, no, nobody drink out of that. That's yeah. mine. So it's we needed, those left. so we needed to raised $30,000 in 30 days. Okay. And we got it all set up and got ready to launch the night before. And I remember, I mean, like the story goes, I went upstairs. We were in my house and I went upstairs to the bonus room, my kid's playroom, and just laid flat on my face on the carpet and just prayed like, I think we've gotten in over our heads, Lord. Like this. What am I doing? I just, I have such a reverence for scripture. Mm -hmm. And you know, we in our home growing up, we didn't put a coffee cup on top of the Bible. Like it is a thing to revere. Yeah. And I remember praying, Lord, if I'm overstepping or if this isn't right mm-hmm. to put to use your word to like put it on an app, apps were new even to me, you yeah. know. And I just said, Lord, if this is too far, would you please just put an immediate stop to this? Mm. And there was such a comfort in that because we really believed. Yeah. And I think half expected that he yes. would. Yes. Maybe more than half. Yeah. Because, I mean, we launched that. It felt very much like a, if you build it, they will come, question mark, maybe. Like, we didn't know. And so, because it's, you know, an online community, you can't, you can see evidence. It's like the wind. Like, <laughs> you can see evidence of them, but you can't really see them. And so, yeah. we're like, we think that they're there, and we think that they're enthusiastic. We know that they're there, and we yeah. know that they're enthusiastic. But, like, how committed are they? Do they... Do they see the value? Yeah. Do they see the value in this? Do they want this? Because we weren't, we didn't want to just do this to do it. Yeah. It was actually quite scary. And so we, when we launched that campaign, we had plans that night. Like nobody, we didn't expect to be right. refreshing the total, you know, <laughs> all night because we just thought, well, we'll launch it and eventually people will find out about and it. We and we may or may not make it to Hopefully $30, by the 30 days yeah. we'll have it. And if okay. not, then we'll have our answer. Right. So how long did it take to fund the whole thing? 24 hours from that prayer. 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not days. Not days. No. So not even a full 24 hours from the launch. It was 24 hours from the prayer. So immediately. Yeah. Wow. It was the craziest. So that so the next <laughs> it was night, terrifying, Jeremy. I remember Amanda and like Amanda and I like knew each other enough to, I don't know, start a thing together, do a thing yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. But like, I remember like we weren't even together. We Amanda was friends. at her house with her friends, Annie Downs, Ellie Holcomb, Kelly Kirker. Yeah. We lived on opposite sides of the city from each other. And so, yeah, I was, I had friends over to my house that night for dinner and it was because it was you just, Annie and it Ellie wasn't going to be a thing. Like that wasn't even like, they didn't come over because of the Kickstarter. No. 
No, they came over for completely unrelated reasons. Yeah. Wow. And, and so um, your friends are over at your house and your phone is just blown up because... Yeah, I mean, Rachel and I are texting each other like crazy and we're on the phone. I had Kickstarter notifications on my phone. And so the next morning, like I went to this ladies event in Franklin and I felt like the rudest person because like I just kept... Yeah. I had my like ringer off, but I just kept looking down at it like, oh, whoa, whoa. What's this happening? person just gave $2,000. Like, what's happening? Wow. What yeah, you... they were doing these rewards that we were like, people want to do you that? You want that? <laughs> you want to come hang out in Nashville with us? Okay. Yeah, for $2,000, what, what did they get? They We flew them to Nashville and spent a weekend with them. Yeah, like we just went but to doing, our favorite places. Yeah, yeah. I like we went to, to Pinewood. Pinewood. Yeah. I don't know. More of was what like, else did we do? We went down you, through downtown Franklin. Yeah, and yeah. And we did like, here's fun. here are fun things to do in Nashville. And we don't want to intrude too much on your nice weekend. Yeah. Honestly. Right. That was yeah. pretty much it. But yeah, wow. Annie and Ellie and Kelly were sitting at my table and we were so close to the finish line that they were donating, trying to get us <laughs> to cross it because they wanted to be there. And sure enough, they were. I mean, I have, wow. we have photo and video of yeah. like, we're on FaceTime with each other and everybody's crying and we're like, what is happening? Of course, crazy. Rachel and I, you know, the dust settles and the next day we're like, what? Oh, what do we no. do? Okay. Oh, we have to do this. No, is what we thought. Because like we didn't truly think this was going to work. And so we didn't have like any translation permission. Like we hadn't like gone to publishers and said, Hey, could we put your mm-hmm. Bible translation on our app? And so we called Just our friend Brian details. Norman and we were like, Hey, we need help. And so he started working on that for us. I remember where I was a couple weeks later when he called and said that we'd gotten the NIV. Like just literally, we were mm-hmm. just bowling for translations for our app yeah. that it turns out. And then, I mean, in the end, I think after 30 days, what did we hit? It was like 90. It was close to 90. Close to 90. Okay. So we, we did stretch goals. Praise the Lord for the person who thought of doing stretch goals yeah. first, because some, you know, those were also a thing. So we we're like, well, what if, what if we did those? We had not discussed this okay. until it was time. Yeah. And so we decided to do stretch goals and we did an Android app and an mm-hmm. iPad app. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up having enough to fund all of those. And also, this is also strange. Not only was it relatively inexpensive in today's terms to build an app. I mean, $30,000, right. but it was launched by the middle of July. Like that Kickstarter campaign wrapped in April and we got all of our translations and launched a yeah. fully functioning app by July. So y'all were super proactive to get it out to market. Yeah, because they wanted it badly. Like yeah. they, our community, like this is when it all really started to I think the light bulb started to go off. We're like, we knew we weren't alone, but here they were. Like, it felt like the virtual equivalent of all of these, like, thousands of women showing up on our lawn with either $2 (laughs) or $2,000 and saying, like, we want this and we're in this. And so the app really was just representative of the movement. Mm -hmm. The app was just one thing. I mean, you know, we now we have printed resources that we do. We have so many people that read online and yeah. get, or get the emails or listen to the podcast, whatever. But the app was representative of the desire to be in the word every day. And it wasn't that like, well, it has to be convenient and it has to be beautiful. But the truth is, is those things mattered. Yeah. To me, the Kickstarter and the funding, like the, the crowdsourcing of the app was even more significant than a trending hashtag on Twitter. Like this was a community of not just yeses, but like, yes, please. And let's, Mm -hmm. it was putting our money down and just going, this needs to exist in this way. We want this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when, when people pay, they pay attention. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good word. That's a, a true testament to that. And 
in true She Reads Truth fashion, you know, March 23rd, this Kickstarter was funded and it was like, was it like April when they wanted printed material? Yeah. So yeah. like right, like soon after that, like right after that. And it was the first, I actually have it right here in my hand. Um, oh, look at that. The book of Nehemiah. Um, <laughs> She's so pretty. We call them study packs. Yes. And they're stapled. I mean, they're black and white printer paper inside. I mean, we went to a printer and the only color is the cover. Right. And there's, the, and there's no, there's not a lot in inside of it. It's just every spread was like, I think a, she reads, she mm-hmm. studies, she prays. And it had the yeah, references, blank, blank pages that they, that they follow through the app was yeah. the idea. Yeah. Because the app was representative of what we all wanted as a community, mm-hmm. which was to read the word. It wasn't, you know, for some people, Yes, the app fills a need, but also like so many, you know, so many of us love the tangible, like opening our Bible or mm-hmm. flipping pages and journaling notes and all of that. And so and I, archiving and like keeping record of your journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so when we printed these, I remember thinking it felt a little bit like with the Kickstarter campaign, like this feels crazy. Yeah. So all of a sudden we had more orders than we ever could have expected mm-hmm. again. And so we really fast figured it out. We mm-hmm. figured out PayPal and we figured out how to print labels from my little tiny inkjet printer in our guest room office desk. And we were having friends come over and we would offer them whatever food we had in the pantry and we would all just stand around my dining room table for evenings and just pack and ship, pack and ship Nehemiah, pack and ship Ruth and wow. slap those labels on. And kids weren't quite old enough to help yet, mm-hmm. but they've certainly helped since. And what's interesting is when you think about the logistics of this, so Rachel was in basically south of Nashville and I was northeast of Nashville. So A solid hour door to door. Yeah. Wow. So as she and Ryan and their children and their neighbors <laughs> and their family sister everyone was doing that labor i am behind my computer all the time all the time at my house doing like content and reading plans and we had begun to write devotionals and just we were in it together but we were rarely together yeah Rarely together. Just remote co-workers. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And it was all-consuming. And our families... And it was just the two of us for a long time. A long time. Yeah. And our families. Because this could not... It, if we didn't have their buy-in, yeah. this would have not worked yeah. out. Yeah. Because it was like it was an all-day, every-night yeah. thing. In my case, I mean, Ryan was our designer. Yeah. Just hey, we need one more thing. And you know what, Ryan? If you can't design it, Amanda or I will do it. No problem. I would hop online and find a free program and make a share graphic. Yeah. No oh, yeah. That's awesome. We were making share graphics. They really make our creative department cringe right now when they look back. Oh, man. Well, that's, <laughs> they make that's me what, laugh. Honestly, though, that's what I love about working for y'all is because like y'all know what it takes and, yeah. y'all, and y'all did it first. Yeah. And so we're following your lead, uh, shipping, you know, now we have what, four people that work in our shipping department in house that full-time. ship everything yeah. out full time. And that's they actually do the work of 20. It feels like they do. They are four powerful women. And yes, seeing that with my own eyes, the very first time I was so proud of y'all. I really was uh-huh. uh, walking nice. in there. I was like, ah, Yes, this is what I'm agreeing to do. We're doing a do. thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we're going to be okay. Like, we're going to be more than okay. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to see all those things. I'm just, I was so happy to see that yeah. shipping facility. 
it's like planting a church. Like we need a nursery department. Okay. I'll be the nursery coordinator, you know, right. until we can hire somebody who's actually good at being a nursery coordinator. Yeah. Well, and it's a startup. We needed I mean, shipping managers and we needed content people. And yeah, I think that's the story of most startups. The, yeah. the difference is I don't think that we knew we were starting up. We until we yeah. had already really gotten We didn't going. mean to start up, but there we went. <laughs> there we went. <laughs> and it's just such a kindness, I think. Of, I, you, you talk about that day that you walked into the shipping department. If we had any inkling that that's what was coming, mm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, because you think, okay, that's what we want, is that we want a successful business and a successful ministry, because sheer truth is kind of both, right? But if... That wasn't because we didn't set out with a goal, like the goal was to read the Bible and to bring other people along. Mm -hmm. I think that would have scared us off Mm. if we would have had a vision of like, oh, you're going to have a shipping facility and there are going to be four women working full time and you're going to have a team of this many with creative and write maternity leave policies. Yeah, like that's exciting. But the kindness of the Lord so often in our lives is a story of She Reads Truth. And then I think each of us could sit around and tell you know, 10 stories each of how the Lord does this, where it really is one step at a time. Yeah. And it really is just being where you are and obeying. I mean, the question that Rachel and I would ask each other and ourselves constantly was not, is it obedience to do this? But we would flip that because there was something about flipping it that gave us a, a more perspective. And it mm. was like, is it a disobedience to not do this? Mm. So with the app, is it an obedience to do the app or is it a disobedience if we don't? And it really, that really gave us some clarity in those early days of saying like, well, this could go one of many, many directions. Right. So where do we go? Mm. And what do we do? And how do we know if this is truly of the Lord and not of us? Because we were terrified of building something that was the Rachel and Amanda show. We didn't want that. Mm-hmm. Also, I mentioned my degree is not in business management or entrepreneurship or anything like that. Like yeah. We really just were two girls and four girls and 40,000 girls who wanted to read our Bibles every day. And what happened was what the Lord did. Yeah, that's awesome. So Rachel, Amanda, you two are truly doing kingdom work and I'm honored to be a part of it. And so kind of just like to recap, so 2012, you know, the tweet went out, then the the Kickstarter and and it was funded so fast and and the app was built and and the community continues to grow. And then you added, you know, printed material that you're shipping yourself it's just amazing. And so how would you like recap of like where we're at currently? Yeah, we started printing materials in 2014. And the six years since then have been very eventful. I mean, we launched the She Reads Truth Bible with Lifeway. We launched Kids Read Truth. He Reads Truth. Lots of things. We released a trade book. I mean, the things that happened that we never could have foreseen are all really spectacular. But the thing that I'm really proud of is that we're still women in the word of God every day and that we're a community bigger than ever. And I think more alive than even ever. We are returning to God's word because this grand experiment of what happens if we just open our Bibles and read every day, it has not returned void. And we every single day get emails and direct messages and tweets even, of women saying how their lives are changed, not by She Reads Truth, but by God's Word. Yeah. 
that mission has been key since since the beginning mm-hmm. because it is not women in She Reads Truth every day. Mm-hmm. It is women in the Word of God every day. And we talk often about, you know, we want to continue to find ways to serve our he's and our she's and our kids. But, you know, by God's grace, I hope it's always to the end of women in the Word of God every day, men in the Word of God every day. Yeah. You know, equipping kids with biblical literacy. That's what we want. And really from the beginning, we had to look each other in the eye and affirm there is nothing that we can add to God's word mm-hmm. to make it more beautiful or more true or more important, more relevant even. There's nothing that we can add to that. It is already all of those things. And that's really freeing that it's not our job to make God's word true or beautiful or important or relevant. Instead, we just get to be inviters and not just Amanda and I as inviters, but the whole community. It's a community of inviters um, because we were invited first. And that really is, Rachel, that's all we've ever wanted yeah. is women in the word of God every day for ourselves yes, and for the She Reads Truth community as a whole. And so we provide different ways to do that. Whether you're a subscriber who gets like the books, the printed resources that our team creates, or you're on the app every day, or we never want cost to be in the way at all. We committed really early to each other that our reading plans would always be available free on Mm -hmm. our website. Mm -hmm. And so they are, they were then and they are now. So you can go to shearstruth.com and read along. And, but the goal is always women in the word of God every day. And these other, the ways that we do that have all been just delightful surprises to us of the things that have developed. So Amanda, what you're saying is like, basically, we've given all of our community so many different ways to be a woman or a man in the Word of God every day, with whether it's the app or our, our printed books or our emails or even this podcast. I think that is like just fantastic. Yeah. Everything that we've done has either been something that the community has just clamored for and just asked us to give it a shot or things that we would want for ourselves. And as we've gone about any of this, it's been how would we use this and how honestly do we use this? But what we know is that we all have different learning styles. We all have different life circumstances. There are different ways. I remember the app, one of the biggest things was like, hey, you can use this in the school pickup line. Or hey, you can use this in the middle of the night while you're feeding, you're you're nursing your new baby. Yeah. We had so many nursing moms who would read in the middle of the night. Yeah. And honestly, like enough to mention, like because it, so many comments would come in on the site and the app at like 3 a.m. Yeah. And it was mamas reading in the middle of the night. And that's the beautiful thing. There are so many different ways to plug into the community and be a part of this. And they're all roads that lead to the single mission of women in the Word of God every day. So different experiences, but one goal. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad we did this. And um, we have many more of these uh, behind the scenes episodes coming up in the near future. So stay tuned to those. And in the meantime, what do we say, Rachel? Keep opening your Bibles. Bibles.